1: University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.
3: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the RSL show, the Real Salt Lake Show. My name is Andy Munoz, your trusted, beloved host for I don't know how many years. I feel the love, guys. I'm feeling the love. Uh, I'm joined here today uh, By video podcast with Joshua Clark. Josh, how are you? Just peachy, Andy. How are you? Uh, dude, I'm doing fantastic. Your beard's looking good, bro. Are you growing that out? Yeah, I just cut two
2: inches off, actually. Nice. But the barber did it, so it was, you know, legit.
3: Yeah, you're looking good. Mm. Uh, If you guys are tuning in on YouTube where this video podcast is going to be recorded, you guys have a unique opportunity to see... Uh, Josh's Dope Backdrop. I think you've got the best backdrop, dude. You've got all those scarves, uh, Real Salt Lake scarves. You've got commemorative scarves like the FUKC. Uh, You've got the Refugees Welcome. Uh, Yeah, there's so many, dude. Um, Anyways, cool backdrop. And then we also are joined by our intern, almost host, uh, Alex Napolis. Alex, how you doing, dude? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Great, bro. I love your radio
4: voice, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's the new uh, mic. It's it's the new mic, apparently.
2: I have some more scarves for you for the backdrop. We'll get you fixed I'm, up.
4: I know. I only
3: got three, yeah, and I got we'll fix- I got Liverpool over here. That's a shame. There it is, man. <laughs> cool so hey on your microphone alex just turn it down just a tad bit bro my bad i didn't i didn't check the levels. so just turn your mic down just a little bit and then we'll come back to you man but it's good to see you uh also love your hair it's this is great this is a good look for you man the the shorter hair is is better yeah have people been like uh complimenting you at all or telling you that you look better i mean they say it looks nice you know yeah all right sounds yeah. good Okay, and then we've got we've got Isaac who, um, is like sitting in the dark, bro. Uh, you got Isaac, junior producer, um, coming in hot. What's up, dude? How you doing? Doing pretty good. What's up, guys? I'm great.
2: You guys good? I I, I, I hear you're a little jealous of uh, someone your brother got to hang out with today. Oh yeah, he hung out with Diamond Dallas Page, DDP.
3: Yeah, world wrestling, uh, legend, Hall of Famer, three times, three X World Champion, bro, Champion of the World, uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, I have a really cool job where we, uh, so like my nine, my nine to five, day job is – I'm a content creator for a dental implant company here in Salt Lake City. Uh, they do full restorative, like. They pull all your bad teeth and they put brand new teeth, top and bottoms in 24 hours. It's amazing. It's incredible. But uh, our content team is teaming up with uh, Diamond Dallas Page. He's got a page called DDPY. And there's some really inspiring stuff, some really cool stories about people um, who are beating either addiction, um, abusive things in the past. Maybe it's obesity, uh, obesity. maybe it's um, like suicide, stuff like that. They've overcome that because of the yoga that they were doing with like Diamond Dallas Page on this YouTube page. Anyways, we're taking that a step further with the company that I work at. And we were able to give one of those people a brand new restorative like smile. And it's not cheap. It's like $50,000 like the surgery Um, everything. So it was a really cool experience. I got to meet diamond Dallas page dude is huge. He made me look like a little boy, dude, in that picture. And you are uh, small, so I am. Yeah, I guess I'm pretty small, but he was really cool. And, uh, the, Oh, the whole reason they got a photo, uh, is because, yeah, like I used to watch wrestling as a kid, but I really just wanted to rub it in my brother's face. So, (laughs) so there it is. Yeah. I was pretty salty at work today. Yeah. Should have been you bro. Cool. All right. So we're here. We're here to talk about Real Salt Lake and the mess that it has been. Uh, This is probably the worst start to a season that I've been around for. Uh, You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, like in the last six years, but I have never witnessed where The team is losing on so many ends. And when I say that, it's not just losing on the field. It's losing. I feel like they're losing a majority of the fan base, at least the faith that they have in the FO, in the play on the field, in the head coach. Um, I feel like they're also losing in areas like social media, which is uh, not good uh kind of redeeming themselves in the last week by kind of toning it down uh and i just I just feel like this is oh this it's a really unique time to be a fan of real Salt Lake because even you know as a diehard fan and being somebody who's covered this fan or excuse me covered this team but also has been a fan of this team, I myself personally. Am finding it hard to be interested in the team or to be interested in the matches or to be interested in anything that uh, the coach has to say or the social media has to say or the, I, you know, I don't feel like the FO says anything. Um, I'm finding it very difficult. And I just want to know if anybody here on this podcast feels the same way. I'll turn it over to you guys. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. the The
2: saltiness is real. I think from, you know, a vast majority of the fan base, it's it's really hard to want to say, you know, next week will be better, the season will end all right. You know, we're we're heading in the right direction. It's it's really hard when we're not getting any kind of indication that anything's really going to change, right? Uh, Pablo spoke with Tom Hackett earlier, and it. Uh... You know, I know, I know like Ted Lasso is a big thing right now, but the, this rah-rah man management type situation uh, that he kind of feels like he's going down, you know, getting their heart, getting to their hearts or whatever, that that only works so much, right? And and I know he doesn't really have the personnel he needs to play the way he wants to play. Uh, but again, like a broken record, you got to play to what your strengths are. And that's something we're not doing simply, right? We're, we're not scoring goals and we're being annihilated in the back, right? I mean, 12 goals in the last couple of games, it's disgusting. Um, you know, the midfield's still a wreck. And yes, last week we changed up the lineup, which I think everyone thought was great. You know, it hurts less losing when your young guys are developing. But then to to watch the wheels fall off so easily every time and and not see adjustments, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult to watch and care about. And then, you know, on a side note, you know, everyone's mad at the coach, everyone's mad at Pablo, but at what point do we get irritated with the ownership? Um, Have they given Elliot what he needs, right? Or are they just focused on painting murals and bringing the Royals back in the NHL? Like, it's really just a mess from the top to the bottom, and you got to fill for fans. You have to fill for employees of the club and for the players at a certain extent, because you know, if you're not supported from the very top, you're not going to succeed. So, that's my two cents. Go ahead, Alex.
4: Well, none. I mean, I I agree. We it, it's 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 tough because you, you we just go out to Columbus and we see the same exact result that we saw here at home. But it it just continues to hurt. Um, yes, there was tactical adjustments made. Yes, there was personnel changes made. But at the same time, it's—I I don't know—it's the confidence because of the two losses that we've just had. I think is hurting this team a lot. Um, there was no confidence out in Columbus, and as soon as that first goal went in, any little bit of hope, any little bit of attack that we did have in that game, just completely thrown out the window. And I think it's a—it's a hundred it's percent a lack of confidence in 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 this team right now. And and I think. Not only is the win important this weekend, but I think also it's going to be
2: um, just a game to build confidence and hopefully get some goals. Now, now are we not confident because the coach isn't making us confident? Are we not confident because the guys know if we leak a goal, they can look over the bench and they see nothing they can come on and help? Are we not confident because our attack isn't strong enough? Are we not confident because you know, the defense knows they have no midfield support. Like, that that's where my question is. And then to to hear, you know, Pablo just say, I need to get to their hearts and, and make them care. Like, they obviously care. But how are you going to put them in a position to succeed to get their confidence back? And, and all we're seeing is the same old same.
3: So, you know, the question that Tom Hackett poised on... Uh, Pablo today was, um, it, it was basically talking about, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the coach's name that he, it's, it's, who was the coach that he mentioned when he's like, he's got four principles. Jose, Mourinho. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Jose Mourinho. My bad. I almost said Pep Guardiola, but I was, whatever. Wow. He, he posed the question, he was saying, you know, Mourinho's got four principles, and I, I don't remember what they were, but it was like defense, attacking. Anybody remember the other two off the top of their head? Transition was one. And yeah, I can't remember the other one. It okay. slipped me too. So he asks that and he says, well, which one are you leaning into? And Pablo says, neither. I'm more interested in the human and the culture of the team. What that sounds like to me is it sounds like it doesn't sound like a head coach of a soccer team. It sounds like a mental coach. It doesn't sound like somebody who is demanding the highest play on the field. And to and to some degree, I do respect it because he's looking out for their mentals and whether the human feels good. Those are his words, not mine. Right. the the thing that gets to me is, like you mentioned, Josh, if the if we go down a goal or if we go down two goals, if we're not hustling back to the ball that we just lost, is it going to be okay? Because at the end of it, at the end of the day, we just know that Pablo is just going to give us a little pat on the back and say, "Hey guys, try better," or "Hey, better luck next time." that just doesn't sound like a coach who is invested in winning or going you know far in the league and it's a it's an interesting dyna- dynamic because you always hear about the the player coaches and it, I feel like it could go both ways player coaches could either be really tough and a pain in the ass like uh you know uh Terry Henry right like you heard the stories of Terry Henry just like bullying his players basically mm-hmm. and just, hey, why don't you guys play like me or why can't you like kick a free kick like me or blah 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 whatever? Schooling them in practice. But it's almost like you've promoted the wrong salesman to like VP of sales and he's just like, It's it's okay guys. Like, hey, sales don't matter. Do you feel okay? We'll get the next one. Do you feel good? You know and yeah. At, you, you can't keep a business afloat like that. You need someone in those roles to instill fear, to demand the best play. And if you're not meeting that, you need somebody in that role to be completely okay with benching you or getting rid of you and bringing somebody else into the system. But they I, can don't, also I don't feel like that's right. Pablo. Yeah. I mean, he's just too compassionate. Right. So that's 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 kind of the observation I made. And that was a really weird shift. And in the interview, the body language, if you guys haven't seen it, go to Tom Hackett's Twitter. The body language that Pablo is giving off is, is, is it's a little smug and it's almost like an I don't care attitude. And it, it really pains me to say that because I really like Pablo. I've interviewed Pablo face to face. I've been around him. He knows my name. We've had conversations about, you know, hiking and his dog and all these things. I like him as a a person. I love him as a person. But it makes me wonder what's going on. How is he feeling? And why is he all of a sudden responding this way? Is he paying attention to what us fans are saying or what us podcast blog boys are saying? Right. It could be really deflating. And I do believe in him, but I think that he needs to be tougher. So just back to your point, I don't
4: think Pablo is listening, but I feel like someone at the club is listening because you go back and you go to Josh's point about starting the kids or, you know, having Gavin Beaver start and here you see Columbus gets a uh, debut start. But then I was like, okay, maybe a coincidence. But the next thing that I go back to that I'm like, okay, someone for sure is listening, which is like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, Andy – you had said that Justin Glad doesn't have a like the leadership. You don't think he has leadership, and then he's the captain for that game. So just kind of a weird like thing that I was listening back to on the show.
3: So I just wanted to bring that up. That's a little interesting. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's it's not a coincidence, and or it is a coincidence, right? But also it's I don't know. I mean, we make the joke right and like we we do know that people at the club listen but i don't know we we say we do this for fun but then also we're on like one of the biggest sports network in the state KSL sports right so it does carry some weight to what we say but i really would hope i really would hope that what we say as far as play the kids anything, and do this anything i really don't hope it's influencing the decisions of a coach. This—it's not the first time it's happened. Uh, we've said stuff, and then it happens, and we're like, "Oh, like, oh my god, it's happening!" But I—I uh, don't know. That's a good point, but I don't—I don't think they're clapping back by making Justin Glad the captain. I just have to say, I'd would, love to take credit would, for that. Would be hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, Alex, you had something to say, buddy.
4: Yeah, and look, I mean. It, I don't think they listen to it, but at the same time, like it's it's easy for us to sit here and and you know point out stuff on the field that to us might seem clear, but maybe not to them, and you know they have to go back and like rewatch it and and whatnot. But um, it, it's easy for us to sit here and you know ask more of the team and the reason why why I, I bring this up or anything is because I really liked I actually liked Pablo's response maybe the body language wasn't the best but I did like that hey it, it's it's worth that the confidence just isn't there from this team you lose four in a row not only that but you lose um four um two games consecutively for uh four zero now Imagine just what that does to the confidence of the team. Imagine what that does to the players, the mentality of of going out there and and putting those results. Because now the the pressure is on these guys. That they see what we post on Twitter. They see what we talk about. Um, there's no doubt that that they see the, some of the stuff that go on in that goes on Instagram, on Twitter, and whatnot. Um, they they see that.
2: Yeah. yeah, and and I get that, Alex. But you know, to to counter that, like, Pablo gave the easy answer, right? It, I don't know any team in the world that wouldn't be deflated after the poor start we've had, right? So to me, his answer of "all oh, we need to get confident, it, it doesn't inspire confidence for me, and I don't know how it's going to inspire it for the players, right? I want to hear something from your leader that that's like your plan, like you know, maybe he says we're going to try a different approach to a game, we're going to try a different tactic, we're going to try a different formation, a different lineup, like give me something tangible that that we can see you trying, because whatever is happening isn't working, and continuing continuing to do the same thing that isn't working is literal insanity, right? We're not going to get confident running out the same lineup and hoping we don't concede a goal first, right? Mm-hmm. Especially knowing that we don't really have a potent attack. So, like, it for me, him saying we just need to get confident, it's not confidence inspiring, and I don't I don't know where he's going.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, people, people had listened to the show and we kind of summed it up to the, t- the Titanic being struck by two icebergs and people, I think they like that sentiment, right? Because it's just like, yeah, the, the, the sink is, or sorry, the ship is sinking and, and it's, it's, it's going down with Pablo at the helm. But I, yeah, like I said, it's just an interesting time to be a fan. And I'm just waiting for the course correction. Yeah. Uh, you know, I will I will give praise to the team and the lineup and instilling some confidence in the younger guys. Uh, starting Gavin Beavers. Uh, Gavin Beavers, not your fault, bro. You're going up against top-tier uh, talent with Lucas Zelarayan. Uh, that guy is cooking up highlights weekly. Last year, killing it like you you're not you're not going to stop his pk unfortunately you're not going to stop the the back heel and you know the the shot that was followed up with that i don't fault this on uh obviously a young guy like that but i what i did like to see or what i lo- what i loved about this last match is that we were willing to mix it up we were willing to take that risk uh we were re- willing to in essence listen to the fan base because this is something that the fan base has been asking for, and this is something that the uh, Rail Salt Lake media has been asking for for quite some time. And we saw the results of that. Yes, it, it resulted in a uh, in a loss. Was it four one or was it four zero? I'm like four zero, four zero. It's a four zero loss, and it it just it seems to sting less. Because we, 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 we were willing to, to take that risk. So I kind of want your guys' thoughts on that. Do you guys like to see that? Was it a mistake? Was it the right move? Is it premature? Is the timing right? And uh, yeah, just overall thoughts.
4: It's a tricky game in Columbus, no matter what lineup you put out there, um, in my opinion we go to uh, we've only won two games in columbus ever in club history uh, and that was in 06 and 09 um i i like the idea of throwing gavin beavers in i like the idea of mixing up the attack i think the I'm, i was honestly more surprised about elijah paul starting in the attack more than i was about gavin gavin beavers starting in, in goal maybe a tough uh, a road game like columbus isn't the best time Um, especially after the result but regardless I think it's huge that he that Mastrani went with a a complete change in the attack and some change in personnel to try to lift the spirits Um, try to go out to Columbus and get a result especially in a place where we
2: just don't win games yeah and you know I'll agree like it's a tough game to throw new guys in but you know you might as well throw them under the fire um, I I don't think that starting our quote unquote full strength lineup would have changed that result by much. Uh, maybe three 0 instead of four um, nil, but who knows? McMath could have had the same gaffe, you know. Uh, but you know, seventeen year old kid first start, you're going to have a nervy moment, right? Everyone has them. Ochoa had them. It's a thing. Um, my concern now is that the club started some of the kids, the result didn't go well, so they're going to go, well, no, we can't do that again, and not start them anymore, right? Not let them see any more minutes. Um, in my opinion, we, we really got to continue getting young guys minutes. We need to get Beavers in there more often. Uh, we need to see more Luna, because again, Luna, bright spot on the field. Um, Yeah, we. I, I'm just scared that you know, we didn't get the result or a good enough result for them to continue to see minutes. No, Josh, I love that you mentioned that because we
4: actually um, got the opportunity to talk to Pablo um, and interview him in Spanish earlier today. And he mentioned that this weekend we'll most likely see experience. Um, we'll most likely see a similar four-four-two to what we've seen in the past. Um because he feels like the experience on this roster is what's gonna
2: get us out of this rut. Sure. I'm yeah. I'm and I'm not saying like, you know, Beavers needs to play every game from here on out, right? Like but you know, maybe every third game we see him I, I just don't wanna not see him the rest of the year is kind of what I'm getting at.
4: But but and the, but the opportunity is there though. Um, the opportunity is there for a guy like Gavin, a guy like Elijah Paul, a, some one of these younger guys to really step up. Because the way I see it, and I hope Paola kind of sees it the same, is that no spot in the starting 11 should be guaranteed right now. Right now is kind of the way to put in the youth, figure out a combination where you can put enough youth in, as well as have that experience in order to start getting us results.
2: This I feel like this is what we should be using this rut to do. Absolutely, this this is not when you want to see the, the coach go to his guys and yeah. stay with his guys, yep. Um, that kind of brings me to my next question for you guys. How would you feel about Sava not traveling? Does that give you any pause for concern?
3: Yeah, I will tackle this one, then I'll let Alex, because Alex is smiling for some reason. Alex might know something that we don't, bro, because uh, uh, as you guys know, the dominant real salt lake podcast when it comes to spanish is el show rsl uh which we often refer to our sister podcast because we helped coordinate with that and we have a really good relationship with them uh they have the inside scoop and they have the dirt from all the spanish-speaking athletes so that is the number one place to get your spanish content El, el show rsl shout out uh also that's where we stole Alex from and Alex you're doing both right you do us and them right I do yeah yeah so Alex is double dipping just waiting to see which one phases out which is probably the RSL show first (laughs) um but uh yeah Alex is our Spanish speaking correspondent when it comes to Real Salt Lake so my thoughts on Savarino not traveling Pablo said it had to do with family issues. So if you watch the uh, post-presser media, which we posted up on YouTube, and by the way, guys, we're working on our YouTube really hard. We're going to be posting a lot of content on their video content. So uh, right now, pause this, go to YouTube, search the RSL show, and go subscribe. Thanks to everybody who subscribed over the weekend. Uh, We posted the post-press media, and and they had asked uh, Coach Pablo Mastroeni, Uh, If there, you know, what's the reasoning behind it? If you wanted to comment on it. And initially Pablo said no comment. And I thought he was going to do a hard stop. And then he proceeded to say, Hey, it's just family stuff. It's, you know, family things. We hope it gets better for him. And that's it. That's all he offered as far as an an elaboration. But I, 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 I certainly hope that's the case. I don't, it's, I don't want to be one of those people Man, I don't even want to say it or comment it, but it's like under the guise or the poise of family, you know. Um, we we don't know. We really don't have the answers unless Alex knows something. But him not to travel is is still in my book. It's still a red flag. Um, Can combine with his body language the last few weeks. It's worrisome. Yeah, it's a it's a red flag. I guess the optimistic thing out of it. If we're being completely fair and remembering that these guys are humans, they have lives just like us, they have issues just like us, uh, I want to believe that and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, uh, but also as as the media, it's kind of our job to be a little speculative with that. So it, it's a fine line I don't want to cross and so I don't want to say, hey, do we think he's lying about it, right? But let's let's actually, yeah, I like that, Josh. Let's talk about the body language leading up to this, and then the coincidental. Hey, I'm not traveling with a team, Alex. What is your interpretation of that?
4: Honestly, it to me was concerning that at first his immediate Pablo's immediate reaction to the question was just straight up no, I'm I'm not going to comment on it. And then, like you mentioned, he just stopped. He stopped talking, and I thought that was going to be it. That's concerning. Yep. At the same time he comes back and says it's family problems, um he's he's just dealing with some personal issues. It's reassuring, but at the same time, why was that your initial reaction to just straight up be like nope, no comment. I don't I don't have anything to say about it, but then think about it a little bit and then come back and fix what you just said. That's concerning to me. Um his body language over the course of the last couple of weeks is also very concerning to me. Um it, we we talked about it a lot before in a previous podcast, is the fact that he's not receiving the ball, the fact that he's not getting himself involved in the attack, the fact that we can't get him involved in the attack. If I'm Saverino, if I came back to Major League Soccer to play for Asa Lake because it was supposed to be a bridge to go to Europe for me, I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to be upset. I'm not scoring goals. I'm not getting my name on the assist sheet. I'm not having the opportunity to show my abilities to show what I'm capable of. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be frustrated. Um, and I think, the, and you you can see that. I'm not going to say that that's what's happening because we obviously don't want to speculate. We don't know. But if, if I'm Severino, I'm going to be upset because I'm not scoring goals. I'm not getting the ball. I'm not having the opportunities to show what I can
3: do for this team. Damn. it's well said, man. Yeah, I think you're onto something. Uh, he came back with that in mind right like when you know per the interviews with the rsl show and el show rsl by the way go subscribe to el show rsl just show them some love guys even if you don't speak spanish please just go show them love they work so damn hard um but yeah in in the past interviews with uh savarino just media wise yeah it was it was the smart move to come here but he has made his intentions known that he wanted to come back excel here and you know, if 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 this is the place for him, great. But if there's more opportunities outside of that, he he wants to continue to win win trophies. How long? Uh, how long until we trade him to Seattle?
2: <laughs> Next year. How many, Just kidding. How many years of contract does he have left? I mean, if he wants out, <laughs> though, you know, I'm not <laughs> yeah. speculating,
3: but it scares me. Let me ask you guys. A Let me ask you guys a question here. On the topic of Seattle, would you guys take Albert Rusnak back? Yes, I'm gonna let Josh. Okay, there.
2: but not as a same. wing, as the as the deep lying midfielder he now plays. Yes, yeah. yes.
4: I honestly, I think right now I would, um, just because of the state, of the, the the situation that we are in.
3: Yeah, same. Not and... as captain now. <laughs> Well, we we have a clear captain and a clear veteran. Yeah, Justin and, Glad. He's killing Justin it. Justin Glad. Yeah. So hey, <laughs> leading the team in goals, he's got two out of the th- two out of the three goals this entire season. Which, by the way, Isaac, thank you for that stat earlier before we started recording. He brought up that we only have three goals on the score sheet. It's only three, a, right? I hope so. Um, One assist. Three goals total in the entire season. We're now, I think, I think we just completed week six. Uh, moving on to week seven. Uh, I think that's accurate. Of major league soccer guys. Uh, the alleged Pablo Mastroini's words, again. The, the club that usually punches, uh, what do he say? Punches. Higher than its weight class, or something. He said it in the mm-hmm. interview. Is three goals into the season, guys? We're just getting left in the dust in in the in the highlight reels. the The league is paying zero attention to Real Salt Lake. It's. I don't want to say it's the. I don't even want to say. I don't even think the word. I don't even think it's the word is embarrassing. Uh, I don't even. It's it's weird. It's like this weird somber humble hey remember you guys are just a small market team it's it's feeling it's weird man like i i haven't felt this way about real salt lake in a, in him a, i don't think ever at least back then there seemed to have some fight and some care if we weren't performing but right now, it it just feels like, yeah, hey, so what if we lose? That's cool. It, it feels it feels hopeless. Yeah, yeah, I think hopeless is the uh, yeah, is
2: the word I'm going for. But a little, you know, a little. I bit. like always hope I get proven wrong. Right, have to eat some crow. I'm always down for that because that means I got to watch some entertaining soccer. So please yeah. make me sound like an idiot. I would appreciate it.
3: Exactly. So with that. Um, and you know what? Before before I get into my next point, Alex, is there anything else you wanted to cover? Oh no, I was I was just gonna um, look forward to Charlotte. Yeah.
4: Um. In Charlotte's not Charlotte's a team that started the season struggling. Um. They don't really have the best of results right now. So if we go into this game and we don't pull off a result, what,
2: like truly, where do we go from there? Um, that's where we hope the ownership's actually paying attention, right? But my fear is, even if the ownership is paying attention and they're worried, right, things aren't going well, nothing's going to change till the summer. Like, let's be real. We're not, I would be shocked if we pull a player in before the window closes in like 17 days or so. I, I, I don't have faith in the club, in the FO, in the ownership to go and get something done or, or get the right thing done, Right. It, we've seen it before: this last-minute signing of someone unknown that never pans out, right? So I, I don't want to see that. I want them to sign the right guy, but I don't think it'll happen till summer. And I think if there is going to be a change in the coaching staff or in the front office, I could see them waiting till summer, even after this season. If I'm being completely honest, so I think, you know, if this ship doesn't get turned around, if if we lose to to Charlotte and then you know, however many games after that. I think we're just in for a really grumpy, salty season.
3: What changes that for you? Because right now I don't feel we definitely don't have a championship caliber winning team, and I hope that if they do win a championship that somebody cuts this and just makes me look stupid. Right, just like I said, right? Yeah. Make me look dumb, please. Yeah. Um so what would make this what would make the season okay? How would, would RSL have to finish in the top six in the West, top four in the West, top five, top eight? Like, where where do we literally draw the line and say that the season was a, a success? And I want to hear your guys' answers. I don't want to hear Real Salt Lake's answers because they're going to say, well, we made, we made playoffs. This Deadline is a, it's day, a fell into it. Yeah. And it's and it's, um, it's nine teams, right? So it's like, that's that's just it. It's so bad. Um, but yeah, where would you have to, like, what would make the season salvageable? For me, we would just have to host a playoff game.
4: We need a playoff game.
2: That's a big one. That means we're a high seed. Anything well, less than hosting a home playoff game is is trash.
4: Well. And then let's go back to let's go back to the media days um, when before the season started, where players, coaches, whoever in in RSL was asked that question. What is the goals? What is the expectation for this season? And they all said you can quote Pablo Mastrane, you can quote Marcelo Silva, Justin Glad, whoever, they all said that home playoff match this season is the bar. Let's hold them to that bar, let's hold them to that standard. If we don't get that And that's why we feel that's why we're so upset is because we are holding them to that bar and we don't feel like right now we are performing to that level of where we're going to be able to host a playoff game. If we don't get to that, that if we don't if they don't get to their objective, if they don't achieve what they set out to achieve at the beginning of the season, that's where, you know, that's that's a failure in
2: my opinion. Well, and let's be honest that the trajectory we're on now, we're lucky we don't have relegation, right? So to to say that, you know, we're not performing to the level of, you know, a home playoff seat, it's more like we're not even performing to the level of staying in a league in any other country, right? We're, we're talking about getting relegated at this point. So to me, that's not a good discussion.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well... Not awesome that we suck so bad, but just awesome that uh, we were able to wrap this up. Uh, real Salt Lake guys uh, playing Charlotte FC. Um, this is going to be at home. How are we feeling about this match? Just real quickly. I think we'll get a draw. Yeah. What kind of draw? 2-2. Oh, you think, we, you think we
2: get a score in this one? Yeah, if the, if if Luna plays, if he starts, he's
3: scoring that amazing free kick I talked about. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling it'll be two more from Justin Glad, to be honest. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Uh kickoff is uh seven thirty PM. So seven forty five. Mountain Standard is time. Yep. The uh the weather's gonna be real nice. Uh so yeah, it's it's just it's gonna look amazing out there. And uh before we wrap up RSL show let's go over just some scores around the league real quick uh, just to kind of give an idea a glimpse of of what's going on Uh, so Toronto versus Charlotte Uh, Charlotte's actually just coming off a 2-2 tie Um, Sounders beat out the Galaxy 2-1 and I believe that uh, the Sounders just go in and pound LA Galaxy Uh, Whenever they play them on the road like it's just it's a crazy stat like I think in the history of the league I think LA Galaxy only has like maybe two or three wins like at home versus the Sounders so it's almost like an expected win and I know Jordan Morris uh, got another goal I I hate to bring him up but damn like that he's going to be playing at all-star for sure Mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be fun and interesting Uh, MLS all-stars versus Arsenal it's going to be a great time. Uh, moving on New England New York City 1-1 tie full-time uh, Nashville beating Orlando City 2-0 uh, Columbus obviously wrecking Real Salt Lake 4-0 uh, FC Cincinnati pulls off a win 1-0 against Inter Miami Atlanta United beat out the Red Bulls 1-0 FC Dallas and Portland we know FC Dallas is uh, kind of starting to warm up a little bit. One-one tie. Uh, I think I always view Portland as a like a good team in MLS. So interesting result there. And then uh, the heartbreak for St. Louis City losing their first MLS match. If you can't see it, I'm smiling. It's about time. Uh, loses to Minnesota one-zero, breaks the streak. Alex is shaking his head. Bro, are you? You're you're a St. Louis City fan, right? Yeah, I'm all aboard the St. Louis St. Louis train now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, they lose one zero, and uh, it, it came down to the wire. Uh, I think it was in stoppage time. They had a free kick, whipped it into the box. It like headed just wide. Could have gotten like the the one one, stolen the one point. Still keep that clean record of no losses. But um, it brings me so much joy that they are that they that they lost, and they'll, they'll probably go on like a three. Uh, three-game losing streak from here on out, probably. Well, I mean, their confidence might be shot, too, you know? I don't know, man. That was, like, a tough fight to the end, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know too much about Minnesota at this point uh, to really have an opinion on them. So whether they're a good team or they just squeezed one out, uh, who knows? Oh, boy. Chicago and D.C. United just 0-0. Boring. Uh, boring, boring, boring. Um. Philadelphia and Sporting KC, dude, SKC, bro. Zero. Uh I think dude, they're horrible, bro. Like they're right there with us. It's I don't know how to I don't know what to chalk it up to, but it's like we all saw like an SKC fans. If there was a time for us to go get a beer together and talk about every heartbreak that we had in this entire world, it would be now. We would all get along. We'd have a lot in common. Um, the biggest, the 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 weirdest thing about that is Peter Vermees is like just appears to be checked out and he just doesn't give a shit, which is is so weird, right, Josh? It's very weird. That. It's very weird. Yeah. It, well, let's. I'm glad let's, we're not in that situation.
4: Let's uh let's throw Colorado and LA Galaxy in there with us, and winless. Yeah, Portland's actually won LA Galaxy. Right, they're they're
3: still um, stewing. They're still steamy and gross. It's it's surprising, honestly. It's really weird. I, maybe we're not the only stupid teams out there. I mean, they're they all seem to be kind of struggling. Um, it's funny because my my head just went to Austin FC, but they didn't play this weekend. They had their bye week, and that's another that's another club too. That's like, bro, what's going on? You know. Well, there's uh, always there's always power shifts in leagues, right? Like everyone has their ebbs and flows. It's just funny that the rivals are going through their their low points together can you imagine right now if skc was like on a five game winning streak and like a tie? dude we we i think the fan base would be even more upset yep uh lafc colorado very surprising result zero zero in colorado you would think lafc would just come in and smash colorado just wasn't it for them um yeah and contrary to popular belief guys i'm not an lafc fan i like the color scheme and i like their stadium and i i like their players and i like their jerseys and i like the fact that they worked so hard and did a coaching switch up and then they won a cup i really i like all those things i I love carlos vela Uh, i love that they go after big players but contrary to popular belief i am not an lafc fan all right um Vancouver versus Montreal. Dude, I didn't see this scoreline. I'm seeing it for the first time. This is crazy. 5-0? Wow. Yeah, Montreal Montreal's
4: also on uh, not having the best season, and so I kind of feel for Aaron Herrera,
3: honestly. Bro, you know what's scary about that is Aaron Herrera was with Real Salt Lake obviously like so much success, right? Alongside Justin Glad goes to Montreal you think it's a fresh start go to Montreal and it's just bad and you know that like as the new guy as a defender you're getting there if if these score lines persist you have a you have a chance in I don't know I don't know what his contract details are but it's like things like getting waived or traded or you know maybe being like. I, I don't know i just don't see that happening to aaron herrera but it's it's just it's, it's not a good look a on the team but also it it does it's a little unsettling for me as an aaron herrera fan because i do like him uh that he's in that predicament you know what i mean like does that make sense to anybody here yeah totally yeah it's just like it makes me worried for him and so i hope that they're not putting all like all the blame on. Hopefully, not like oh man on the new guy. Yeah, exactly. Because that can happen, dude. And and you see what it does to to people's careers. Um, Courier. San Jose, San Jose Earthquakes versus Houston Dynamo. Now this is one of my favorite clubs. This is my team number two. Uh, San Jose gets a result over Houston Dynamo, two one. Earthquakes just. Such a lame name, but I don't know why I have so much love for him. Guys, uh we what what who's gonna say something?
4: Oh, I was just gonna say for how many years San Jose sucked to finally see them have possibly okay team this year. Makes me kind of happy.
3: Yeah. There you go, man. Cool. With that, guys, we will conclude. Uh keep interacting with us. Uh Twitter is always gonna be there. RSL show on Instagram is going to be the place to hang out if you want to see cool exclusive content, memes. Uh we, we tend to update that a lot more. We have we have more fun on Instagram than we do on Twitter. Uh personally, I don't like Twitter. I I don't care if if our Twitter dies, I don't care. Instagram is where it's at, and then guys, YouTube, you gotta find us RSL show YouTube. Not only is there a whole library of old content, old episodes, you can go back and find a video of me and Josh having what's called a breakfast show where we don't even talk about soccer and we're both uh, much thinner and much more attractive. This was three <laughs> years ago. Uh, you can find shows like that. We talk about Batman and all these things. Uh, also, there's old archived episodes where you guys can see the, the, the older guys on there, like uh, Mitch Rodriguez when he was on the show, Jake Simons, if you guys remember that guy. So... There's a whole library, guys. Uh, We're at 350 subscribers on RSL Show YouTube. And like I said, there's going to be so much content posted there. The post-press interviews, the players, the coaches, practice, everything. We're going to be contributing way more videos. So help us uh, get that thing to 1,000 subscribers, guys. Much love from everybody at the RSL Show on the KSL Sports Network. And I will... Let you guys say goodbye if you guys have anything to add. Yeah, uh, real quick, the news just came out. We are playing Las
2: Vegas Lights on the 25th in the Open Cup in Vegas. Uh, so that could be a cool away game, but it's on like a Wednesday. So, you know, hopefully we don't uh, do a Northern Colorado last year and and be the ones being upset. Uh, so that should be a fun watch. Uh, other than that, go have some breakfast at the Park Cafe and stay
3: salty, my friends. One more thing, I was going to mention the, the U.S. Open Cup, but I, I wasn't sure if, is that something, educate me guys, is this something that's voluntary that the clubs will just join to like give the younger dudes minutes, is it Is it like an obligation, like educate me on that subject real quick. Do you know the, you know the FA Cup in England? Yes. it idea. is.
2: It's that, but for us. Gotcha. So it's, okay, it's the, the the U.S. Soccer Federation essentially, I believe, puts it on. Um, everyone, you know, is basically required to play in it, and it, and it's an open invite in ways, but also lower division teams. I mean, semi pro teams can earn spots in it as well. So that's the name, Open Cup, right? It's it's open to all essentially, and that's where you're looking for your Cinderella stories. Um, and the, really, the reason we should care about it is it's an automatic pathway to CONCACAF. Um, not that we have a CONCACAF-worthy team, but when we do, that's why we want it. So,
3: Great opportunities, like you guys said, to get rotations in, to get more confidence in Gavin Beavers to, like, play matches like that. Obviously, we've seen a few of the MLS teams uh, take those runs seriously, and then we've also fallen victim to where it's like, Yo, we don't care, bro. Send the C-Squad, right? Yeah. We've also lost a final to the
2: worst team in the league in D.C. United a few years back. So we've we've run the gambit other than winning it. So it would be cool to win that at some point.
3: Yeah. So look out for that. Um, MLS All-Star game was announced. Uh, I don't have the dates in front of me. I don't feel like looking them up. You guys look those up. But also League's Cup. League's Cup. That's another one to look out for. And uh, that's actually one that I am interested in finding out the details, if there are any, as yes. far as like when it's going to be starting. So, let's take a look here. Uh, let's take a look. So, 2023 League's Cup schedule. Here we go. From the official website. And I don't know if they've announced. So- oh, yeah, dude. Oh, Damn. Okay, yeah, they have a full lineup. Should we go for the, the like the match? Wow, never we won't do that. But it looks like it's uh, set to start in July of t- 2023. And if there's anything Yeah, league's cup it looks like July 22nd is when Real Salt Lake will square up against uh, Seattle Sounders uh for that. But when I'm telling you that this list of matches is mega, it really is. There's a ton. And then they also play Monterrey on July 26th. And they're both going to be here at America First. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, with that, guys, uh, we'll conclude. Take it easy. Again, follow us on our show on all the social media outlets. And thanks for joining us on the KSL Sports Network. Take it easy.
0: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
2: Two teenage kids...